This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hello and welcome to Go My Favorite Sports Team, the sports podcast where two people get together and try to debate the ins and outs of sports, one without knowing and one with knowing. I'm the one, well, I won't tell you. They'll have to figure it out. It would be too obvious if I just came out and said which one I was. So why don't we just go into the episode not saying which one knows sports, and then we'll let the audience figure out for themselves who is the real master of balls and holes. Sure. I mean, that leaves the, the crown on a pedestal unbequeathed uh, to the uh, the one that actually earned it. Well, we're also, we're not saying that necessarily knowing sports is to have a crown because this is two opposing sides, right? The not liking of sports and then the sport liking. We're here to debate which play, which side is the correct side, right? I didn't think that's what it was about. I thought it was just about talking about sports and getting to know it and then maybe making a gateway for people who don't know it. To no, know it. no. That really sounds like someone who doesn't know sports very well. As we all know, and as me and the sports knower here, is that sports is about competition. It's about being a winner. And there, well, you can't have a winner without a loser, right? Up for debate. Oh, he doesn't even know. He he didn't go to school for this like I did. I have very sure answers. Yes, you cannot have a winner without a loser. So one of us will be a winner and one of us will be a loser. Well, it's up to you to find out who. Maybe they already think one of us is a winner and one of us is a loser. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to say it out loud, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're the loser. You're right. You're right. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, you're you're the loser. Oh, no, 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 no. The opposite. See, he didn't go to school for this. He doesn't realize a winner when he sees one. I would understand that you've never seen a winner before, so... <sighs> if I'm the loser, then I had to have seen the winner because I would have to have lost to the winner to therefore be a loser. He's confusing himself. He also doesn't know that sports people, not big brains. So, uh... I'm very stupid. I think that's what I just said. <laughs> I'm dumb is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Shoved out all my other knowledge for sports. Anyway, welcome to the show. Yes, yes. Um, today in sports, there's a lot happening. Uh, of course, I know this, but why don't you try to bumble your way through it? So, uh, Lionel Messi, who we thought had retired in the last episode, um, well, at least from international play and was expected that he'd fully retire, uh, has officially signed with a major league soccer club in Miami known as Inter Miami. Um, mm. So he's coming to the States from Argentina. 
Okay. Is that a big deal? It's a huge deal because it's it's almost like um, David Beckham, who was one of the most premier soccer players in the world, well-known um, for his skills, came over and played for Major League Soccer for the LA Galaxy. This is the first, uh, another instance of a major international name for soccer, also known uh, outside of the U.S. as football, to actually come to the United States and join a Major League Soccer team, um, especially since most of the rest of the world looks at U.S. soccer as a joke. Because we don't take football, what they call football, seriously because we have our own version of football. Mm-hmm. So this is a massive deal to see an international superstar to come over to the States and be like, I'm going to play for Major League Soccer, which is, for the most part, considered a laughing stock around the rest of the world. Uh, is it a laughing stock? I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't know where it compares. I know that it's starting to get more popular, but I also know that in the Olympics... Don't the American teams compete at a very high level? On the women's side, not the men's side. Okay, the the men's side, lowest level possible. Tyler has declared the Olympic men's soccer team is trash. I disagree, of course. I disagree. But, I mean, comparatively, the United States versus the rest of the world, we suck. (laughs) How bad? Like, uh, don't make it to the World Cup bad. That's so sad. What does it take to get to the World Cup? Who do you have to beat? What countries do we have to start beating before we get to the World Cup? So you have to win qualifying games um, against other in international play. So there's there's like an, uh, a period of time where you're playing in different tournaments and stuff like that, um, where you have to play and beat other teams to have a higher ranking in the world to therefore be invited to the FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually that. the FIFA World Cup at the time that this episode comes out, the women's FIFA World Cup will have began. So, and the women's team uh, for the U.S. Has, has longstandingly been very good. But a lot of the main names that we know um, are not on the team this year. Some, like, they got cut. They're, they're getting older, so they brought in younger players. Ah, they're getting older. Oh, it's that episode again. I'm yeah. distractible. We're getting older, part three. <laughs> we haven't done a we're getting older one. No, you're right. We haven't. Don't worry. Someday, when we're older. Yeah, but the U.S. men's team did do well in the um, the North American like soccer tournament, Confife or con- I don't know. It's a weird Confife. name. Confife. C o n f a a i a. That sounds right. I don't know. It's it's been over for a while, so I haven't kept up to date with it because you've you've had to make your trips all over the place, and so. All of my uh, old news now is no. Well, what was new news is now old news. So it's well, like, it depends yeah. on if people have heard it. So if they haven't seen any of the news or haven't kept up with anything, where are their only source? In fact, if you think about it, predominantly our audience is probably not sports knowers. I can't even find it by s- searching up what I thought it was. Confua. F- uh-huh. <laughs> what is this? Confua. U.S. men win con soccer. I can't even spell. Well, we knew that, but a shame it's happening right now. Concacaf. Concacaf. <laughs> Somehow I don't think that's right. C-O-N-C-A-C-A-F. <laughs> I don't know about that one, Chief. I don't know about that one. Yeah, the, the U.S. men won gold in the Concafa thing. The Concafa. Or maybe it's not over. I don't know. Now it's saying they're going against Jamaica. Well, good. So anyway, according to Tyler, his case for being a sports master is that the U.S. men's soccer team is doing some kind of cocaine. And uh, I think that's disparaging to the glorious men who play on the U.S. soccer team. They may do cocaine, but they do it in the privacy in their own home. Anyway, I have some news. Oh, yeah? What you got? 
Tyler is a liar. Oh, God. That dog on the subreddit said that Tyler stated that there would be a GMFST axe in the merch store and there is no such thing. I mean, I haven't checked, but I just know for a fact that it was a lie. Given Tyler's history, I absolutely would buy one, whether it be full-size axe, throwing axe, or even a hatchet. I meant what I say, and I say what I mean. You know, I love this because they speak from a place of ignorance. I have also not looked at the store, and I doubt that there's an axe there either also. You're right, because that was a joke on the episode that they were. Co- it, it was a whole s- sarcastic joke. Uh-huh. And also, hold on. There's a part of this that really bothers me. Mm, what's up? Because I know Tyler and he's a liar is basically what they said. And I'm like, uh-huh. How? I don't lie. Ah, uh, I see. I see. I'm a truther. See, th- it, it, this is where it doesn't matter if you tell a lie or not. You're not a good salesman because what you could have done has been like, mm, there definitely is one. And then people would have gone to the store and then traffic on the store would have spiked. But the opportunity was in front of you and you didn't seize it. You were too focused on the lie. Because I don't, I didn't want to double down on the lie. <laughs> double down on the lie. That's what you have to do. That's why when I went to sports college, they they had a, cal- a class called doubling down and doubling down is a sports term that's like when you get a touchdown you can go for double and you double your down and so you get twice the points and the twice as many downs in the next round that is not how that works at all oh yeah you would know uh, anyway go to store.gmfst there's cocaine <laughs> oh my god there's not drugs well, no. Tyler's known as a liar. He said there's not drugs. You're gonna have to go and find out. Listen, I'm not saying I'm not neither confirming nor de- denying the presence of illicit drugs on our store. I feel like you should be denying. What do you mean? What the, is there a law against saying such things? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that give uh, plausible cause or probable, probable cause? cause. <laughs> well, that'll only give. That's only for if they could search. What are they going to search the website? Ugh, come on, you can't search a website. You can't download a car. Please, audience, if we get in trouble for this, help us find a new merch partner. For yeah, our okay, right. that's fair. That's fair. Well, in sporting news, uh, that's not Jacuse territory, mm-hmm. uh, Vladimir Guerrero um, Jr. outlast Randy, Randy Orozarena to win the home run derby in the Major League Baseball All-Star Series. And uh, in 2019, Vladimir actually set the record for most home runs in a round with 40, but it got beated uh, by Julio Rodriguez this year um, by hitting 41 in a single round of home run derby. Mm-hmm. 41 home runs. And I believe they have a minute and a half to hit as many home runs as possible. Okay. So that's averaging two thirds of a home run a minute, I think is about accurate for that. Wait, how long do they have? A minute and a half. Two, and how many home runs did they do? 41. Or per second, not per minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, that would be like, yeah. Every every two seconds they hit a home run. Who's pitching? A, a machine or a person? They pick their own pitcher. So it's usually like um, uh, some people have done like their brothers or friends, uh, teammates, stuff like that. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be a uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was dad, his dad, because this is the first time in the history of Major League Baseball that both a father and a son have won a home run derby. Mm, I got gotcha. you. Um, okay. Guillermo Senior won back when he was playing, and now Vlad uh, Guillermo Junior won this past year. 
Mm, I see, I see. But the crazy part to me is the way that it's set up, it's like tournament style. It's like facing off instead of just the most you hit. Yeah. So like if Julio had a better second round, because um, Vladimir only hit 72 total home runs in the entire tournament. And the one dude, Julio, got knocked out in the second round. He hit 41 in the first round, hit 20 in the second round. So he hit 61 in two rounds. That's pretty good. I don't think I could do that. I, I definitely couldn't. That's a lot of home runs. Hey, good for them. Good for them. So that that's 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 the end of the news that I have. All right, I got more news. Um, I didn't read this one beforehand, but I'm sure it's good. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler says, sad employee 3978. Did you really think that you properly removed this ghost? You must have. Because you had the audacity to throw shade at the Bruins for being, quote, not good enough. <laughs> Kicking an organization while it's down? You have really saddened this employ. Mr. Tyler Bay and his lightning were also not good enough as they were also a first-round exit. But how quickly you pounced at the opportunity to throw shade. For shame, Mr. Underscore 12. For shame. Ghost noise is intense. Oh, yeah, I was possessed. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm totally a super big hockey fan, hence why the hockey primer was so good. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Lightning fan. I'm not a Lightning fan anymore. My friend doesn't work there anymore. That's how dedicated I was to the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, you heard it here first. Tyler does not care about Lightning, nor does he believe in it. May God strike him down in this moment. <laughs> For those who can't see, he's raising his arms up to the sky. <laughs> very bold, very accepting of his fate. No, but I don't care about the Lightning, and the Bruins suck. B- yay, Boston lose. Woo! Bold, bold words, and I love them. Hey, listen, it was in the Alex Honnold episode that I bashed on the Bruins because it was like, it was when he was talking about he roots for the uh, the overdog. The overdog, yeah. Which I think is also a bold strategy, uh, but I can't knock it, you know? And I'm like, okay, all right, I get why he's saying that. I get that. That makes sense. He, li- he likes the pursuit of greatness. And so when a team is the number one seed, you know, they should win. And when they didn't, don't win, when they finally get the tournament time, it's like, Boo, you actually suck. <laughs> yeah. Conversely, I like the rise to the challenge, the rise to excellence. Yeah, I do too. The underdog. I think Tyler and I are in agreement. Alex Honnold is dumb and his <laughs> no! opinion is bad. No! No! <laughs> anyway, we're going to go do cocaine now because that's what we do together. We're ordering it freight straight from store.gmfst.com. Straight from the store. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. And that's all the news. Yes, yes. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary. Whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. 
I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Um, speaking of cocaine, <laughs> yes. today's episode is about competitive eating. Competitive eating. Ah, competitive eating of cocaine. Yeah, sure. yeah. See, yeah. see. Now see. we're talking. Now I'm talking. Are, are you? Do you want to lead it? Do you want to talk about competitive? No, eating? no, no, not at all. Anyway, um, Mark, what's your favorite like food? Favorite food: chicken and dumplings from Cracker Barrel. All right, how many chicken and dumplings bowls do you think you can eat in eight minutes? Bowls? Well, fools on you—they don't come in bowls; they come in plates or platters. Uh, those are two different options. Um, one has two sides, one has three sides. I usually get the platter, but lately I've gotten just the plate because their portion size for the uh, dumplings has evolved over time. Also, I haven't gone there in a while. Probably two, two if I really was pushing it. In eight minutes? In eight minutes? Yes. So how many total dumplings do you think that is? It's probably like anywhere from 20 to 25 dumplings per plate. Not sure about the platter, but it's just, it kind of depends. But about 50 dumplings, but they're small. They're like this. They, they vary in size. Yeah. Do I have to eat the chicken too? Or is it purely dumpling based? Well, I mean, for the eating thing, you have to quantify it. So it's just dumplings. Just dumplings. Just dumps. Yeah. Just You just got to eat as many dumps as possible. Okay. Say no, say less. Oh, okay, okay. But two plates, 50 dumplings, eight minutes, guaranteed. That's what I could do. Cool, cool. Do you think there's somebody out there who could beat you and eat more in eight minutes? Oh, yes, there is. What's the fuck's his name? <laughs> Wait, hold on, don't tell me. <laughs> Joey Chestnut! There you go. The premier hot dog champion of the world! Yep, he could probably out-eat you. Do you think competitive eating is a sport? If you were racing somebody to eat more hot dogs or more dumplings? Oh, absolutely. 100%. There's no doubt in my mind that competitive eating is a sport because it has a measurable unit of success. It's repeatable. It's judged. And there's like a time-based and it's skill-based. You can train for it. Sport, no question. I've, I've, answer, I, I've answered this question when you've asked me on this podcast many, many times. And every time you've said I was wrong, I'm not wrong this time. It's a sport. You are not. And today we are going into a primer on professional eating. Yes. So as the master of sports, I'll take it from here. Hold right. on there. All right. For those of you who don't know, competitive eating, you know, that thing you do every day. Some, maybe some of you don't do it every day. You shove food in your mouth and then it goes through your body and it comes out your butt. Uh, and hopefully you chew it. Unlike Mark. Well, you don't have to. If you want to be a good competitive eater, first off, stop chewing. It's not important. Just swallow it whole. It's all whole. And then unhinge your jaw. And then get in your gullet and do it faster than everyone else. That's competitive eating. That's been our primer. Record time. That's the winner right here. Yeah, but you didn't you didn't get into all the different variants of professional eating, like the 
2023 National Donut World. Ah, people don't need to know that. They just need to know what the passion. Is. Oh, sorry, I forgot about the passion part of it. Uh, uh, imagine the feeling of a big sausage sliding down your throat. <laughs> Just the way it crashes your inside as it goes down and then shoving another and another and another. And the crowd is going, oh, they're not cheering. They're going, oh, wait, is this the sex, the oral sex championship or is this eating? This is eating. What the fuck, man? What's wrong with you? You're shoving sausages down your throat. Yeah, it's called eating. But usually you chew when you eat. Not when you're competitively doing it. Should have gone to school. <laughs> I'm going to get into the just the overview of competitive eating. No, oh, okay. there's dozens of events each year with a wide variety of foods from pizza, banana pudding, corn, strawberry shortcake, egg rolls, chicken wings, hot dogs, all the different types of food that you think are easily quantifiable and sizable. They yep. probably have an eating contest about it. Yeah. And there are also multiple restaurants that have time limit eating challenges where they give you like a giant amount of food. And if you eat it all in a certain amount of time, you get your meal for free. It was actually funny earlier today. I was trying to talk about like my Mac studio and I, the way I described how big it was uh, for those just listening and not seeing how far apart my hands are. I went, imagine you're at a restaurant and they have a challenge burger that you have to oh eat within God. an hour or 30 minutes. And if you eat it, it's free, but you're holding it in both hands and you go, I can't eat this. Imagine that in your hands. That's how big the computer is. <laughs> I think that's a pretty accurate description of how big this, that computer is. For those watching, his hands are caressing a burger that's bigger. <laughs> For those watching, they saw my hands. For those <laughs> watching, they were here. I'm proving that I'm the sports knower because I have no brains. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God, man. For those feeling the podcast through the vibrations of the speaker. <laughs> All right. This is a good episode. Get into eating. What am I eating today? How big? How big? Show me. Tell me. Feel me. Uh oh. <laughs> I didn't mean it. For those listening, Tyler's head is exploding. For those watching on mute and just seeing this and thinking that Tyler's crying, no, he's laughing. <laughs> or he is crying. He's dying. <laughs> For those listening, he didn't just vomit, I swear. He was trying to mimic what I did for our tactile viewers. He almost got there. He really almost got there. He was pretty close. But yeah, he didn't go to he didn't go to school for like I did. Four years. <laughs> yes. One of the most famous events in <laughs> eating competitions is uh Nathan's famous July 4th hot dog eating contest. Um, which took place just recently on the 4th of July, obviously. After a bit of chaos due to torrential rains and lightning that caused the contest to nearly be canceled. Oh, but it was. And the men's contest to be delayed. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, the winners emerged victorious, however, um, with the women's champion, Miki Sudo, uh, won her ninth title, eating 39 and a half hot dogs in a hot nearly dogs. deadlocked race with second place finisher Mayobihara. Is that how you pronounce that? Mm hmm. Well, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but Miki Soto was thrown off by the close competition, and after the race, she told ESPN, The first couple minutes, I found myself watching her, which I never want to do. I never want to be distracted by the other competitors. Sudo of Port Riley, Florida, said after the competition, 
Watching her, I fumbled my hands. I got stuck with a big burp early on, but was able to correct. It was intense. They distracted each other. <laughs> you know, in any other circumstances, it just seems very strange, but it's like, yeah, I suppose. Huh, that is fascinating. I'm sure a burp while you're trying to eat is very unnerving and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the men's champion. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, you and I have eaten a lot. I've burped mid-eat. It ain't that bad. It, you know, no, it's bad when you're... No, 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 no. If you're in the midst of swallowing, it is bad. What do you mean it's bad? How is it bad? It's painful. What do you mean? I have burped mid-eating and it's just like erupts and feel, it's pain in the chest. It's like, I don't know, it just reverberates. What happens when you burp in that? When I'm eating, even if I'm mid-swallow, burp, burp, just, what... What happens in your throat? My stuff is chewed. Your stuff is whole. You, the air moves around yours easier. Mine's like a big blob that hits all the sides and so bubbles through it and is yeah, struggling. Yeah, it's, a, it's an airtight seal with yours. Mine's very porous. Yeah, that's that's the trick there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you don't chew, you know? Yeah, yeah. I heard you the first time. I heard you. Good, good. good. Anyway, the men's champion, your favorite wow. superstar, Joey Jaws Chestnut. Well, not my favorite. Oh. Well, he secured his 16th title with 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> That's more than one hot dog a minute. Yeah. Anyway, in his interview afterwards, what a roller coaster emotionally. They told <laughs> us it was canceled. We weren't even sure we were going to eat today. And I'm just happy. It's the 4th of July, and I got to eat some hot dogs and get a win. Sounds sounds very much like him, yeah. That's good for him. But it's like, like I get someone being like dominating... But I do remember uh, there was a story like I, I I don't doubt like he's just like good at eating. But I was like, I always thought that there was some kind of like deeper story to the whole hot dog eating contest. Maybe you have it coming up here about how it was like it was like started by someone who's like a real douche. Uh, I mean, it's called Nathan's Famous. So whoever Nathan is might be a douche. Nathan's Famous. What does that even mean? Yeah. That's, oh, that's, Nathan's hot dog. No, that's a yeah. brand of the hot dog. No, it's someone else. Can't remember what it was. Was it John Taylor? Nah, me, I don't know. I don't know names. Anyway, let's get into the history of eating anyway. While the exact origin of eating contests is unknown, we can guess that people have been challenging each other to see who can eat more or fastest since the beginning of human existence. If there's one thing we've learned from our podcast so far, it's that humans can and will make a contest out of each and everything imaginable. So, <clears throat> I can't tell you the origin, but I can give you an example dating all the way back to the 1600s. In 1630, a pamphlet was written by poet John Taylor about the eating exploits of a man named Nicholas Wood, who was known for eating great quantities of food. Noblemen would take bets on if he could eat all the food they provided to him. And the pamphlet was titled, The Great Eater of Kent, or... Part of the Admiral Teeth and Stomach's exploits of Nicholas Wood, of Harrison in the county of Kent, his excessive manner of eating without manners in strange and true manner described. Huh? <clears throat> that's the whole title. Okay. Well, oh, that's the whole. That's it. Uh, so short. Yeah. You know, easy. Big headline. Great. Perfect. Good, good. Fits oh, right God. on front page. That's wonderful. Good. In the this particular article, this long-winded account of Nicholas Wood's feet, there are many depictions of his meals, and here's just one. A quarter of fat lamb and three score eggs had been on easy collation and three well larded the pudding pies he hath at one time put to forth. 
18 yards of black puddings, London measured. Has suddenly been imprisoned in his sow tub. A duck raw with guts, feather and all, except the bill and the long feathers of the wings. Hath some in the whirlpool of pond of his mouth, and he told me that three score pound of cherries was but a kind of washing meat, and there was no tack in them, for he tried it at one time. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so in modern terms, a quarter of lamb, which is about 10 to 12 pounds of meat. Uh-huh. 60 eggs. 60? Three meat pies with lots of lard. 18 yards of blood sausage, an entire raw duck, and 60 pounds of cherries. Oh, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> sorry, I spat everywhere. <laughs> why am I? Why are you sorry at me? I didn't get any. Oh, man. 18 yards of blood sausage? Yes. In one time. This is all just one meal. Uh, there is no way. I've seen videos of people eating like an ungodly amount of food. I've seen competitive eaters nowadays. There is no way. This cannot be. 60 pounds of chi 60 pounds. If that alone is, is a lot, but I could believe it. That plus a whole duck. Raw. A whole duck. Feathers in all. 18 yards of blood. No way. The only way I see this possible, no time limit, and it's like binge eating that they had in Rome, where they literally would eat until they absolutely like had to expel it and then continue eating. That was a thing that they did. Yeah, I mean, if you could do that, yeah, you could eat whatever you want. That's the only yeah. way I see this as possible. Even then, I don't think you could eat whatever you want. There's no way that you could actually purge everything. There's no... Some would still get through, and even if some... There's no way. There's no way. Anyway, that's what it said. Roughly translated, of course. Roughly translated, yeah, of course. But in today's day and age, modern eating contests start in the late 1800s in America with pie-eating contests, which were uh, a staple of county fairs. Uh, While these fairs didn't have the rides we see today since electricity was still a new thing. So eating contests were the form of entertainment. <laughs> the only form. Gather around. We got nothing else to do. Eat. Sleep. Sex. Maybe. Maybe sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way you said that, but all right. So I think historically, mm. I I want to see instead of a human versus a human eating, right? Okay. I want to see like an elephant versus like three men. Three men get to eat as much and an elephant gets to eat as much and see who wins. As an elephant? Yeah. An elephant? Yeah. How much can an <laughs> elephant eat? That's what I want to see, Mark. Look, man, I, I I appreciate you being all about. All right, there's no way. <laughs> Is this in one sitting or one day? What's it uh, say? So in a day, they need to need to eat 150 kilograms of food per day to maintain their weight. Okay, so that's 420 pounds. Yeah, they can eat between 200 and 600 pounds a day. And I imagine if you had the same kind of freak of nature elephant that you do a human to be able to stuff their gob, what can a human eat like three times, four times as much as another? All right, it's a baby elephant. It's a baby <laughs> You gotta think about putting babies in these competitions. I'm beginning to think that you're, you got some kind of baby betting underground circle. You got some kind of baby fighting ring? 
There were no baby unions in the 1800s. You can't. There's no baby unions now, but there should be if you're exploiting them like that. There's child labor unions. Well, not unions. Laws. Same thing. (laughs) Same thing. No, but yes, but also no. Child labor was normal in the 1800s. Why don't we go back to the good old days of the 1800s? (laughs) When babies could compete. (laughs) Actually, there's been halftime shows in the NBA where they have a baby crawl race. Oh, you're babies right. Crawl they do. Like- yeah. Oh, man. Good. <laughs> all right. Well, put them to work. Yeah, that's all we need. How much can a baby eat, Mark? <laughs> a lot, I think. It's kind of their whole job. At that point, the only job they should have. Eat, sleep, and poop. And maybe scream. Weirdly enough, this is the one sport that I think, yeah, this is okay for babies. Because they need to eat. Oh! What? No one's shoving it in the baby. The baby eats for themselves. Okay. Okay. That we have to make that very clear. But yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if they puke, disqualified. Rude. What if they burp? Because that's does, fine. Does burping count as puking? Because liquid comes out when babies burp. Not always. Uh, not not always. Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dub for me. <laughs> All right, records. Records. Okay, records. Give the me the most records. well known. We should. Ooh, I love that. Actually, why don't we start with the records later, like in in next primers? Because I'm like, ooh, records. I want to hear this. That'll get people hooked. That'll get people hooked. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? They're all the listeners out there. They're just a bunch of inattentive babies. We gotta shake the rattle. Get the records in there. I bet they're itching. They're itching to hear the records. Tell me the records. Records of the most well-known eating contest today, which is the hot dog eating contest, start in the 1970s. And these are vetted, right? These are confirmed. All these are confirmed. This is confirmed written records. Said it. The contest started in the 1970s, even though urban legends say the first contest would held in 1916. Uh, though there are no records of the contest being held before 1972, the Major League Eating official... Records have the 1916 date, so it's 100% actually happened all those years. Mm. Um, by the way, the Major League uh, Eating uh, is the the professional organization that, that oversees all professional eating contests. Of course, yes. Glory be to them. But you're right. We should have records in here, not just writ- the, the written records that I just talked about. Anyway, Act 2, it's time to stuff your face. Baby Mark Blair, get in here. That was it for the records? What are you talking about? They, I didn't have the world records. It was the oh, records that... Oh. oh, All right, you you go. I'm going to look up, like, uh, world records for eating. Keep going. Well, well, this is the Baby Mark Blair part. Nope. But, but... All right, I got him here. All right. Never mind, the records are here. Crawfish, six and a half pounds in ten minutes. Jesus. Set by Sonia Thomas. And now I say, and I, I think like you mentioned this before, but I also agree with it, that the female competitive eating scene is a lot more interesting to watch because it's not just Joey Chestnut yes. dominating the competition every time. We want competition. We want different winners. Guess how much the record for burritos and the time is eight minutes. Is it number of burritos or weight? Number of burritos it says, but I'm going to look up this specific type of burrito and I'm going to get back to you on that. It's, uh, it's a big one. It's, it's about a Chipotle burrito. All right. And how much time? Eight minutes. Eight minutes? Yeah. I'm going to say 28. Overestimate 15. Ah. 28 would be very impressive. That would be very impressive. All right. We got eggs, hard boiled eggs, eight minutes to eat as many hard boiled eggs as possible. 100. 
141 set by Joey Chestnut in 2013. Oh my God. That's Joey Chestnut for you. You just swallowed those eggs whole, man. That's mm-hmm. Yeah. Cannoli! Hey! Cannoli! <laughs> Six minutes. Marcus Owens, 834. Cannoli! Is he Italian? I mean, Marcos Owens, I, I, I don't know. Uh, That's a shame if he's not because it's an Italian food. <laughs> you Italians need to step it up. <laughs> cannoli is not a food. It's a way of being. It's, a, it's actually a state of matter, if you think about it. Because <laughs> when electrons are spinning around the proton, what is it doing? Oh, it's a cannoli! Atoms are cannolis. <laughs> it's cannolis all the way down. It's a food. Um, <laughs> I played a, I played the cannoli man in a TTRPG episode where he was obsessed with finding the perfect cannoli. I know a cannoli is a food and he likes it and he's hunting the world to find the best one. It's a cream filled pastry. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So man, a lot of these are set by Joey Chestnut. You got 76 hot dogs, obviously. You got f- Joey Chestnut ate 45 pulled pork sandwiches in 10 minutes. All right, screw Joey Chestnut. Look, is there a women's category of just the records? We got Sonia Thomas in there again. 11 pounds of downtown Atlantic cheesecake in nine minutes. How many pounds? 11 pounds. Holy crap. Jeffrey Esper. 281 chicken wings in 12 minutes. I think Wade could take him on. I don't know. Wade can eat a lot. He can't put down 281. The last time I ate chicken wings with him, he got like 60. Ah, these are boneless wings. In chicken Uh wings, long form is what it's called. Traditional. What the? 182 in 30 minutes by Joey Chestnut. All right, wait. We need to train Wade to take down Joey Chestnut. Uh, he's too lazy. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but maybe eating <laughs> would be the one. All right, we got ice cream. That's a tricky one because it's cold. Not Joey Chestnut. The guy's name's Cookie Jarvis, if you're I was going to guess Jack Frost, but you know, you got me. Uh, I'm not going to laugh at it. What was his name? Cookie? Cookie Jarvis. I mean, Cookie fits. Cookie Jarvis. One gallon. Nine ounces. What a weird measurement. A gallon and nine ounces. I don't know what that means. I grew up in America. A gallon and one cup. One cup and one ounce. A cup is eight ounces. It's like, God, everyone in the world is like, oh, why don't you switch over to a metric system? I wish. This shit don't make sense to me either. A gallon, nine ounces. I know that a gallon. Well, actually, I don't. Is it 128 ounces? I think that's right. I don't even know. I don't care. Because there are, what, 16 cups in a gallon? I don't know. Ooh, guess how many lobsters Sonia Thomas ate. Are they whole? It's taking all the meat out okay. in 12 minutes. Um, so, it's yeah, it's like you get a lobster in, yeah, 12 minutes. 12. 
44. Are you kidding me? I can't even eat a lo one lobster in that amount. 11.3 pounds came out of those lobsters. Holy hell. 44 lobsters from the shell. Jesus. That's a lot of lobster. That's a lot of lobster. That's a lot of lobster. Cow brain. I guess that's a category. Uh, Takeru Kobayashi took this one away with 57 cow brains. Great. Aren't their brains like the size of a walnut? Well, it's 17.7 .7 pounds, so they ain't that small. Well, I guess when you eat 57 of them. There's so many more here, but we could be all day listening. All right, all audience, it's time to stuff your face. All right. No equipment needed for this sport, and you still train just like any other athlete. You need your body to be as efficient as possible, both for swallowing and digestion. Nah. You need to stretch your stomach to hold that vast amount of food, shoving it down your gullet. If you want to train like Joey Chestnut, this is how you do it, because he's apparently the pinnacle of competitive eating. Apparently. Six months before the competition, you want to make sure you're working out and dieting to be in the best shape possible. You want to be lean and mean. Two months before the contest, you'll start training your stomach. Each week, a two-day cleanse with lemon juice and water. Then you practice by eating as many hot dogs as possible in 10 minutes, and then you'll have a recovery period of a couple days eating normal, and then you'll repeat the cycle each week until the contest. Then you'll do the final cleanse before the night of the actual event. You gotta clear out your stomach. And apparently lemon juice and water does just that. Also, you want to do jaw and throat exercises because you gotta strengthen them until you have the jaws of steel. Yeah, you do. You get one of those chew things that can mess up your teeth. In an interview with Insider Competitive Eating Champion Joey Chestnut said, they're moving 15 to 16 pounds of food plus another gallon of water. Most people's jaws can only move like a pound and a half of food in over an hour. So these little muscles work really hard. I've really figured out how to push them. The endurance of those muscles need to be massive. That is why most of them have like really pronounced jaws right here is just because, yeah, they they have literally trained their jaw muscles here to hypertrophy and grow uh, because they got to mash down all of that food. They just got to. Now to describe one contest, the hot dog eating contest, because it's the most famous. Okay. At the beginning of the contest, you'll need to travel to Nathan's famous flagship restaurant at the corner of Surf and Stillwell Avenues in Coney Island, New York. Before the start of the contest, you'll be introduced by the announcer. Here comes baby Markiplier stepping up. Take your place on the stage at number six. You know, I could be an adult. I Adult teen Markiplier. Why do I got to be a teen? Old man Markiplier. No, you keep going. You overshot. You got to get back. <laughs> Why do you keep going burly? Post-mortem Markiplier here to eat his hot dogs. What? You rolling my corpse up in here? I'm standing here. I filled my age on the form. All right. The audience, you step to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, hello. <laughs> With a table in front of you, you got cups of water. Behind you, a person holding a sign with flippable numbers who's in charge of tracking how many hot dogs you eat. It could be Markiplier. Uh, what well, could be me back there, but I'm here. What do you mean? Is that what? Mark is there as well. Huh? A timer is set for 10 minutes, and then a countdown begins. Five, what? four, what three. Two. If we're both the same person, if we both share eating, it's technically the same person eating, so I get to win. One. Go! Okay. So now you'll start eating as many hot dogs as you can. Oh. Keeping in mind, you'll want to beat the current champion. You'll need to eat each hot dog in less than 9.6 seconds. That's not so bad. Count to nine, Mark, and see if you can eat something in that fast that's not a giant, a tiny piece of candy. Easy. Grab that light bulb behind you. <laughs> 
How about the boar spear? Let's see how quick I can shove that down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's more hot dog shaped anyway. Yeah, easy, easy. All right, so there's a few strategies that can be used. You change your posture by dancing, jumping, or rocking back and forth. That way you can have that food wiggle down your esophagus and into your stomach. Make it settle in there. You also can separate the hot dog from the bun, eating them separately, hot dog first. But dipping them in water is huge because it gives them that lubrication, especially the buns. Yeah, that's true. So then it makes it a ball, so it's a smaller bite, and it you're able to swallow it faster because it's, it's mushed into a ball. Uh, breaking the hot dog in half and eating both halves at once can also help you eat faster because you're chopping through instead of one hot dog, you're going through two. Right, right, yeah. That does make sense. That does make sense. But the only way to be victorious is simply eat the most hot dogs or the most lobster or the crawfish or, you know, whatever you decide to competitively eat. And this is a sport you can do at home with your friends. Yeah. Just like most of these sports, actually, you can do at home with your friends. Yeah, and you can make your own coveted mustard belt because you can cut the mustard. <laughs> I'm good. All right, anyway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real. <laughs> Don't you pull that again. No, I won't. Don't you I try won't. that. That was just the one. So, Mark, what? When should we have our competitive eating competition? Uh, well, I mean, whenever we just—I'm hungry, so I'll come over, get some hot dogs, get some buns, just turn on the camera, see how many we can eat. Nah, it can't be hot dogs. It's got to be something else. We need something like more interesting: pancakes. I wouldn't be able to eat that many. It's got to be something that we could actually eat a lot of, and it would be interesting to eat. You know what? Reddit listeners. In your all of your elegance, uh-huh. please go to the subreddit. Go on Twitter. Answer the question that apparently exists on Spotify, because that's a thing that I just recently found out about. And tell us what food we should comp- compete in eating against each other. And we'll uh, we'll sort it out. You know, it, it could be, not to override, like there's a different <laughs> oh, thing. It yeah. could be something like Takis, because I don't actually eat those. So I would have to, for- that, would, that would be, that'd be way too much salt. I think we'd die. But then again, I lick off like two bags at a time. And it could be a short time. It could be like one minute. It could be sour warheads, remember? Or the sour strips, those sour strips. No, it's got to be real sour. Yeah, but hard candy, we're going to crack our teeth. Got to be soft. Well, Reddit, figure it out. Yeah, elegant listeners, you let us know. Yeah, let us know. But yeah, we'll figure that out. And please make it something that I can actually eat that won't make me sick i'm just gonna go to a competitive eating oh that would be tough because i just went to you know matt stoney's channel yeah he does like eating channels because he is a competitive eater he's like fifth in the world on that website i was looking at uh his most popular video is korean fire noodles god he ate 15 I, packs i can't do spicy my stomach instantly rejects it that's the problem yeah the next one is chili cheese fries wings chips ahoy cookies uh pocky that's weird. French fries. Ooh, that would be interesting. We just go to, we, then you have another part of the video where we have to go and get the food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, French fries works. Would we get like a variety from different places? No, it'd have to be one because it would get so cold and soggy by the time you get there. At least if you order from one place, they can get it all at once and then we go back. True. True. 
Anything anything you want to add to the end of this episode other than go to the store.gmfst.com for all of your white powder needs? I think we have determined that the true master of balls and holes is me, but I will admit we can leave it up to uh, us in the eating contest to discover who really is. Because what is the greatest hole of all, if not your mouth? I mean, maybe then we need to have some sort of ball food. Yeah, we'll put each other's balls in each other's mouth. You gave me the platform to talk, man. You said oh, anything you want to add, and I did. It's your fault. You could have ended the episode. You could have. It's true. Go to store.gmfst.com if you want us to continue making wonderful episodes like this uh, and support us financially because that's nice. And also get yourself some cool stuff to show off your swag of being a sports knower or not knower that enjoys this, whatever this is. Whatever this is. Uh, but yeah, you can go check out Mark on his YouTube stuff and everywhere he is. Uh, be ready and hyped for his movie whenever it comes out. And then uh, I'm starting YouTube up again. I'm going to actually start posting and editing and trying to do YouTube stuff. So you can check me out on YouTube if you want. So Tyler Shide over there, but also youtube.com slash apocalypto12. That's all. Um, podcast out. Bye. No. Oh, bye. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.